Hello there. Everything leading up to this moment has been rehearsal. The real performance is about to begin. I'm counting on it. What's up, everybody? You have now tuned in to the Outer Rim Beacon, your frequency for everything in that galaxy far, far away. From Stellan Geos to Orla Gerini, the Wayseeker, hmm. we've got you covered. My name is Justin. I'm one of your hosts here uh, on the show. Joining me today, as always, are my special co-hosts. This is Josh and... Hey there, Star Wars fans. Thanks for tuning in. Sorry to break into the show like this, but since my good friend Josh is about to drop a massive spoiler 46 seconds into our show here, I wanted to say, since we haven't gotten a chance to yet, there are going to be spoilers ahead for The Fallen Star. So if you don't want to be spoiled, turn it off now because Josh is about to drop a big one. I'm not kidding. Right now. Right now. Turn it off if you want to read the book without spoilers. Otherwise, here we go. R.I.P. Orla Jereni. Too soon. Yes, yeah, she was like, uh, uh, this is Kyle, and she was like uh, one of my favorites. I was really, mm-hmm. really into her. And uh, the High Republic, you just can't be, you, you can't be getting attached to people. In these little Jedi, these books here. Know, no, no attachment no for kidding. a reason. The Jedi way. God, yeah, You're just murking people. Tell left that, and right tell that in to these Republic novels. Yeah, he he always makes it out somehow. Yeah, no so. attachments. So. Yeah, um, sorry, we just kind of spoiled a part in the book of Fallen Star. They all be you dying, yo. Seconds. Hope you read it. There, <laughs> that's what we're going to be talking about this episode is Fallen Star. And um, there are spoilers in this episode. So if you haven't read it yet and you're going to, uh, we apologize for Josh that spoiling one in, the first in his five intro. Seconds. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, so. Just bleep we are it out. Get- bleep it out. <laughs> Yeah. Redacted, just, yeah, redacted, a, redacted. Put, put some R2 over that, yeah. Wow! Um, <laughs> perfect, perfect. Um, we are going to be talking about High Republic Fallen Star today. Uh, before we dive into that, though, we do have... Orla Drenny dies. Ah! Like cover. <laughs> Celebrate Celebration, good times. Mm-hmm. Hoping for good times. We are... Uh, if it happens, it'll be a good time. If I'm there, it's going to be a good time, Justin. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Kyle is like, I'm already having a good time, man. <laughs> Ready to go. Let's do this. Yeah, 13 weeks out. Still not a lot of anything right now, I guess. I've got my luggage. Of, I know that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have empty bags ready to go. I've got... Um, you know, plans in my head of what we're what I got to yeah. bring and visions of sugar with. plums, <laughs> right? Um, but ninety four uh, days, yeah. ninety four oh days. We're in double digits, people. Oh my gosh! And but nothing. Like, is this not frustrating to anybody else? Nothing. As far as like any news, I'm hugely frustrating. Uh, I recently saved a like confirmation email to my starred emails and Gmail and saw my read pop. Uh, celebration emails that are also saved in there with my confirmation 2019 this mother was scheduled for i'm pretty oh sure like the no we 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 bought the tickets in 2019 it was scheduled for 2020 we've been waiting for this mother for a long time we've been counting down to mm-hmm. celebration 
for almost three years. This is insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy. Um, I still got to book my flight. Yeah. Um, that's that's still left to do, but um, there's still just like a little bit of nervousness. Yeah. Like, uh, are they going to pull the rug out from under us? Are we going to delay this thing again? Are we going to cancel it? Is it going to be lame? And I want to sell my tickets. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm, I mean, and I know you've said this, and that's what I'm most worried about, too, is that it's going to go forward, but they're going to be like, uh, uh, you know, no one but... Um, uh, we got Tuscan Youth Bowman's number four. Brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but at the same time, I could also see it being like, hey, numbers are down. Those that do come, like as far as guests or people doing shows, like maybe they know it would be down and be like, hey, let's do something extra special for people. You know what I mean? If a lot of people don't go or back out or... Have I'm not an optimist like you, Justin. Yeah, me neither. I, I try to think on the positive side of things, but uh, I yeah, fool. I don't know. You're a fool. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I try to keep hope alive, man, and, and keep it going, you know? I just... I, I'm hoping for good things, but uh, right now, no no news is not great news oh, <laughs> at I, this like, point. Give so. me a lifeline. Yeah, something, anything, even like light tickets, like just say, hey, we've opened the portal. Yeah. If you guys still need tickets, here you go. It's still scheduled for these dates. I and need then, a Sunday that's ticket. Fine. That's Anybody got a news. Sunday ticket they're trying to get rid of at face value? Yeah. Or cheaper I mean, because, least, you know, whatever. <laughs> something. So, yeah, Um. but but it's coming up soon. We are, we're working on some merch. We are uh, putting some designs merch. together here, hoping mm -hmm. to have some stuff for you guys when we, we get there. Some stickers or buttons or pins or I don't even know. We got stuff. We got some designs coming. So let us know what you would use. If you had like the option, like we got some different thing. What do you want to grab? Do you want a sticker? Do you want a button? Do you want a magnet? Do you want a, I don't know. What are, what are signed eight, signed eight by tens by Josh? You want headshots? I mean, yeah, you want a, yeah. You want a, a headshot headshots? of Josh like, and Justin? <laughs> feet picks? Feet. We'll put oh, Josh those are extra. The, You're going to, we're not giving away the feet picks for free, Josh. Don't be crazy. <laughs> the eight, the eight by 10 of That's Josh the money and the maker. macho man outfit signed. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get a couple of those ready for you. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So let us, yeah, let he's got a good point. Let's, let us know what you might want to see. We can, we can do it up. Um, we'll get something out Maybe. on, on we'll the see. Twitters. We're trying. We got some ideas. We got things in the mix. Yep. In the works. Yep. So it's coming up fast. Um, again, no live stream, obviously, this Friday night. No more Book of Boba Fett, so we're not going to no. be jumping on the live streams. We did appreciate everybody that over the last seven weeks or so joined us on that live stream. We had a ton of fun recording those. Thank you to all the guests that we had as well yeah, during thanks, that time guys. period. Um, super, super cool guests. Only one of them sucked, time. which was great. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Never never bringing them yeah, back. They're, they're banned uh, <laughs> for life, but all the other ones were superb. Yeah, so we had a great time. Um, you can go check all those out on YouTube. They're available along with all of our podcast episodes. They're out on YouTube as well. And then you can find the podcast anywhere you find podcasts. It's out yeah, there. Yeah, we're all the places. So go check it out. Um, and then don't forget, we do have shirts out there on Tee Public or merch. Our logo is out there yeah, on Tee Public. Put that so logo on you, anything. Uh, I tell you what, man, if you go get something off Tee Public, sweatshirt, t shirt, whatever, and we see you walking around celebration, maybe we'll have something nice for oh, you. Oh yeah, for sure. You're definitely getting yeah. one of those Macho Man headshots if you're wearing our cool, merch. Cri cool crisp high five. Yeah. <laughs> getting Justin's feet pics, everything. Oh, nobody wants to see that. Oof. Goodness. Goodness, goodness. You get yeah, a live so... stream with Justin shirtless. Oh. <laughs> there you go. There the you go. Silver Fox. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, so I, I I did some quick calculating um, for what's it called um, New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. light uh, light went on or was opened up on July fifteenth. The con was on October started on October seventh, and so it was less I, than ninety days. I put mm-hmm. uh, October 6th because we've been counting – when I've do, been doing the days, I've been counting right. the day we're going to arrive in California. Uh, that's 84 days. Whew. So you uh, MFers need to announce the light in 10 days to be on we're schedule. <laughs> real close. Maybe they will. Real, I don't, I don't know. Maybe they will. Uh, cutting a little close though, so um, especially for something as big as Star, Star Wars Celebration that I am sure is going to be – I would guess it's going to be crowded because all the, I, think, I think Star Wars fans are just starved right now at this point and wanting more stuuff. So, but we'll see. I don't know. It, it's it's a crazy time, people. So usually Star Wars fans little... are really easy to please, so it shouldn't mm-hmm. be a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are. Yeah. Uh, we do have <laughs> we do have a little bit of news this week, ladies and gentlemen. Boys John and girls, Williams, children of all ages, is back. He is back. <laughs> Are you doing compose. New Age Outlaws right now? I was. Degeneration X <laughs> proudly brings to you. Uh, yeah, the John WWF Williams. Tag Team Champions of the World. <laughs> I just wanted to keep interrupting you. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, go ahead. Um, the Road Dog, Jesse James. <laughs> the Obi-Wan theme for Disney+. Plus. Um, excited to hear what this is going to be. The Badass Billy I'm Gun. super stoked. <laughs> the New Age Outlaws. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I think he's so he's doing a Kenobi's theme. He's gonna do a Kenobi yeah. theme. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yep. And I think Excited I brought the. I think I brought this. I think I scooped this uh, when uh, a couple weeks ago. I said that on his birthday they were like, "Oh, he's working on a TV project," and I was like, "Star Wars is on TV now." No, I didn't. <laughs> you did. You got. You heard it here first, folks. Well, not probably what? not because I had to hear it from somewhere to to say it on here, but. What did I see? Like the last TV thing that he composed for was what Amazing Story or something like that from like the late '80s, early '90s was the last TV theme he did. Well, I mean, something like the Olympics that. are on TV. He did that. Oh yeah, good point. Good point. <laughs> yeah, it was like the last. Th- TV that was one of the many things like- um, I said that my dad didn't believe me, even though I knew I was a hundred percent right about. Like, oh, John Williams wrote everything that was awesome. He did, uh, you know, E.T. and Jaws and Harry Potter and Star Wars and the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And he, he didn't do Harry Potter and the Olympics. I'm like, yeah, he's pretty sure he did. Yeah, I think he did. And look at Kyle here calling yeah. his dad out in the show right now. Yeah, get it together, Dad. Ouch. Yeah, <laughs> Come on, Dad. Don't question my knowledge about stuff. So oh, can I give you guys, can I, can I backtrack in my usual way and give you guys one more little piece of math that's going to make you very depressed. I saw you Googling. Oh, that's why I was filling time with bullcrap. Go ahead. Thank you. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, so I looked to see when they announced their first guest for New York Comic Con. Yeah. August 19th. 49 days Ooh. before. So wow. we have, that's close. We're that's... not going to know a damn thing until Gosh. less than two months from the show. Oh, man. My... I, my anxiety is acting up right now. Well, and they, I, I, if I remember right, like for the last couple ones that we've been to, it is 
within that last two months to 30 days out, there is stuff rolling in almost yeah, like daily. All the time. Like, hey, this person's coming now. This person's coming. We're going to be there. And it it does go quickly once those announcements start coming in. But Turns out two years of delays and a global pandemic puts people on edge a little bit, huh? A little bit. Well, and it's not bit. complete radio silence in the lead up. I feel like there's like lights going and there's like some stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the real like, I think if they would even just be like, hey, here's when we're going to open up light and here's when we're going to start announcing some, even even just like pre-announcement announcements you know i don't need or real information just, i just need like hey we're gonna give you something here where we've got stuff ready to go mm-hmm. or you know maybe just they there's got to be something going on that they know is going to happen right there's something yeah. that they know is going to happen so maybe announce something a little bit earlier because we've been waiting for for two years yeah. mm-hmm. there's gonna be funko pops uh, hooray <laughs> Kyle's favorite. Yeah, I'm out of pop. Um, Kathleen Kennedy's going to be there to ruin your childhood. <laughs> what's gonna What's actually going to happen is they're going to do the Funko raffle, and I'm going to win it. And there's going to be like 30 different ones, and I'm going to have to buy every single one of them begrudgingly and hate it. Hey, you win the lotto, you got to do it. Turn around and you just but there's you some ones that I'll probably buy want, man. For off you at the po- price you buy they won't for. be hard to move but oh at face value geez this guy okay i i mean i owe it because justin gave me one so i'm pretty sure i bought your uh was it the green yoda and uh, or no it was the blue, blue yoda, yoda. Yep. and um vic i got the blue he got the blue vader Darth vader yeah yeah yep. Vic, so, justin got the whole a set name i haven't heard in a long time <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh gee yeah so we'll see i mean we'll see we got hopefully there's some stuff starts trickling in here soon because ah, it's, it's been too long people josh did not uh, build my confidence with those uh with no. those dates there though bringing it down bringing Darn it down temper expectations <laughs> um in other news john watts uh potentially penned to helm a new star wars series for allegedly Disney plus nobody knows anything about this right it was a total mystery series yep. at this point we don't know anything about it we don't know what it's going to be centered around who's going to be in it just total total mystery but that's out there floating around now i'm available if you need someone john watts there you go for i will write some really ed- good stories anything for you. i'll write i'll act i'll hold yeah. a microphone i'll do you know whatever you want <laughs> boom boom mic guy with the I pink can do shorts it. and I've like, like just, i've got good whoosh. strong shoulders i can hold that thing yeah. up there for m- tens of minutes yeah uh did get some casting news this week ray stevenson apparently has been cast in the series the ahsoka series uh ray stevenson is a both star wars and marvel alum he was in rebels and clone wars as gar saxon volstag in the thor films uh he was punisher and punisher Warzone. He's been in Vikings, Black Sails, a couple other shows, I think, that you guys mentioned. Yeah, he's in a bunch of stuff. Seen, so he's been in a ton of stuff. Um, um, and Gar Saxon's no. the worst, so you got to just mention that. He's a turd. <laughs> um, Ray's yes, probably a decent it, guy. I have no idea. Gar Saxon's a turd. Yeah. No idea who he's going to be yet or anything about him, his character in that sh- series. So TBD, uh, pay attention for more news on that coming later down the road. Um, there's also a new visual guide 
for timelines coming out. Is Ooh. that correct, Josh? That's um yes. Got a new book, Star Wars Timelines. It's gonna. It's basically a. It's a visual guide for the new Disney canon. Uh, so it's kind of. I'm guessing it's gonna be like the old essential chronology books that they used to have. Um, just kind of like uh. Well, I th- it seems to me that, and I don't know this other than just my my educated guess that it's gonna be a. Of like a uh, melding of a book like that and a actual visual guide, um, so you, you can get the full history of a galaxy far, far away. Nice, which is a lot smaller now nowadays. Coming soon to a bookshelf <laughs> near you, November twenty ninth, twenty twenty two. Yeah, around fifty bones, right? Fifty dollars. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If you buy, not right, cheap, but. I've I've seen more expensive books. So, yeah. um, and then for those of you that love your non-canon stuff, you just kind of mix that in there and put it where you want, and then you got a full, full timeline. Yeah, with get some post-it notes; non, it'll be fine. Non-canon, <laughs> your new Disney canon, and there you go. Uh, and then this one, I don't I don't play the Wordle. Uh, you guys, I'm a Wordle play player. Wordle, yeah. yeah, I play Wordle. Play the Wordle. Um, I played it until Josh. I missed a day, and then I was like, yeah. My, <laughs> and then he was like, I'm ruin done. my streak. <laughs> but now Josh has a reason to play Wordle again. Yeah. Swirtle. Star Wars there Wordle. Swirtle. Sounds like a dang Pokemon. You're thinking of Squirtle. Squirtle. It's different. Squirtle. Oh, is that what is <laughs> So you know two Pokemon, Kyle. Oh, you, I know. I know, you know upwards. Bulbasaur and Squirtle. I know upwards of <laughs> four Pokemans. Thank you. Ooh. Pikachu. Who's the fourth one? Uh, oh, the uh, the dragon with some. Oh, oh, yeah. What's the dragon? The Charizard um, five. You got five. Charmander, which I think is another version of Charizard. <laughs> Six. He's into the. Yeah. He's into like their evolutions now. Like yeah. when they go what from the babies nerd. to the adults. I know. I know. <laughs> Coughing. That's the that's the smoke thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the what seven. Seven Pokemon. I was up to seven Pokemon now, and it was just in a matter of what three, four weeks that we yeah. got that. So uh, look I've at done that. some his, serious research. He's, he's, practically um, a member Pokemons. of Team Rocket by this nah. point. My brother was my brother, but potentially he still is. I don't know. Was a, a Pokemon nerd when he was younger. He had cards and played games and watched the show and everything. So I guess I picked uh, up I'll a little what, by man. osmosis. Some of those cards are Boku bucks, though. If you had them when you were a kid. Phew. Oh, if I if I still had my oh, whole uh, mobile armor strike command collection, aka mask from like mm-hmm. the early nineties, be sitting on cash. some cash right now too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last bit of news: tons out there. They're floating around. People just posting reactions, getting their razor crests in. It's impressive. It is, uh, you know, for all the, the, you know, we give Hasbro a lot of crap sometimes with kind of repeating the same figures and reboxing Luke 20 million times or doing other things. The Razor Crest is an absolute grand slam. It's beautiful, man. It is a beautiful ship. It is, um, it, you know, all the parts that come with it, the, the equipment, um, just the functionality of it. It is a cool, cool ship so those photos look uh, nice nice of those finished products they look really good yeah and you know the only gripe with the razor crest is that it got blown up in the show that's yeah (laughs) no hate on hasbro for that that's lots of things are hasbro's fault the razor crest getting blown up on the mandalorian is not hasbro's fault (laughs) 
And I'm sure they were like, oh, we made this really cool ship. And then it gets blown up. And they're like, Son oh, of dang a- it. <laughs> and then they're like, hey, but look, we got this really cool Rancor. And then like people are like, no, no. I don't want a stupid Rancor for that price. And then it's on the show and everybody's like, I want a Rancor. Rancor's so cool. And they're yeah. like, well, you missed it. Sorry. But the stretch goal yeah, was so. going to be a Boba Fett and a freaking harness saddle. to ride the ra- yeah, saddle. So <laughs> not one of the stretch no. goals. But had that have been a stretch goal, yeah, would have been way cooler than the cardboard. All they background. had to do was wait a few weeks, put it out there with that as a stretch goal, and you probably would have would have backed it. You would have had enough people to back it. So you know they should have done. They should have just said the stretch goal is a spoiler for Book of Boba Fett. All these nerds have been buying it. Then gotta know. I gotta know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To be determined um, later. Yeah. So anyway, but that's it for news this week. Uh, not a ton. Um, we're gonna dive. We're I, we're off a of book of Boba Fett now. It's time to dive back into. And I know why. Why, why man? Why, man? Republic. That's. I think that's still some of your finest work, Kyle. Right Thank there. you. Is, I'm uh, quite proud of it too. I, <laughs> I'm really. I love that cut. It is. Fantastic! I list. I love listening to it every time we dive into High Republic stuff. Um, What's not to love about the High Republic, though? It's just good all around. Oh, oh my God! It's so good. Uh, We're talking about High Republic Fallen Star. This is uh, written by Claudia Gray. Release date was January fourth, twenty twenty two. So not that long ago. It's still uh, it's still fairly new on the market out there. But we figure about a month is if you're an avid if you're an avid reader of the Star Wars books, that gives you plenty of time to go through it. Um, if you're not an avid reader of the books and you don't want to read it, you can always tune into our show. We'll give you kind of the synopsis of what happens in the book, tell you maybe some of the things that we liked or we didn't like. And then if you really want to go back and read it, that's totally your choice. If you don't, you go, hey, no, I'm not into it. Just move along. Move along. So, move along. Um, but I I don't think, and we've mentioned this on the live streams, I don't think there's a High Republic book that I've read yet that I haven't enjoyed. No, and this uh, one was so like stressful and people were Mm -hmm. in danger like the entire time. Uh, I flew through this book. I couldn't put it down because I had to know if if our people were going to get out of their various binds on the next page, you know? Uh, I, I read this one really, really quickly. And this is, um, yeah, the, the High Republic authors are not shy about murking yeah, any do of their not get attached. main characters Ooh. or anybody that they introduce in a previous novel that you're like, ooh, that character's really cool. Can't wait to find out more about him. And then in the next book, they get killed in like the first five chapters. And you're like, well, wait a minute, what just happened? Like, I was supposed to learn more about this person because they seemed really cool, and now they're gone. Can I ask a question while we're <laughs> talking about character deaths right now? Yeah. Um, what do you guys think? Buriaga, did the Rancors get him, or is he still alive somewhere? You mean the Rathtars? Rathtars. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. Rancors, other <laughs> show. <laughs> I'm sorry. I said Rancors in the beginning. He's got his mind on the Rancor. Um, I don't know. I hope not. But that seems like insurmountable odds to overcome. No body, baby. No body. Yeah, that, yeah I'm with Josh. <laughs> That's those are the rules. Know, no I, body, yeah, no I death. No body, but no death. That was well, tough. And <sighs> I think the thing is, is uh, I, th- you know, Star Wars has shown us that they like to do the surprise. They're not dead. 
and mm-hmm. um, everyone else died and there was a body and he died in a different way mm-hmm. and there's no body. But mm-hmm. yeah, it'd be real interesting to see how they explain it away because he had to escape the Rathars and the plummeting ship. So, and are we gonna are we gonna do that to yeah. Bell twice, where his like a number one best dude gets disappeared and he's like, no, I'm gonna find him, and then they're dead. Is he? Are they both mm-hmm. like that's well, tough? Yeah, and and know. he kind of that's they they have that little plot point where it's like he's learned from what happened with Loden that like don't, don't give just up give up, don't give yeah. up. So yeah. I mean they're like kind of setting it up for him to find out that Burry's alive almost. Mm-hmm. No, that's my impression. Just screwing with us. And I'm gl- I'm glad that Leox survived. He's uh I think I speak for our whole cast when I say we're huge fans of the vessel crew. And oh, yes. uh we had a scare where it looked like he was a goner. Uh, but he survived using quote primitive, which would be like earth technology, which he did yeah. a few times throughout this book. He parachuted down to the ground. He uses a sextant at one Very point. Very dope. Too. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> dude's like old school. So I, I love geode. I love Leox. He's, he's as close to Matthew McConaughey as you get in the star Wars universe. In this exact book, he said, all right, all right, all right. Like, come on, give me a break. It's so good. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> he was. I think Geode was trying to rush him somewhere, yeah. <laughs> which oh. is weird because Geode's yeah, a Yeah, he's a giant rock. <laughs> he's not really rushing anywhere, but uh, yeah, he drops that all right, all right, all right, yeah, right to him. So good. Um, yeah, it's so good. Um, so like high-level synopsis of this, so we... We get everybody's kind of reconvening on Starlight Beacon, right? You've got um, a bunch of Jedi, Orla Jarini, Stellan Geos, um, Loden Bell, Buriaga, um, the Vessel crew, to your point, Kyle, that was, was there. Uh, that, that was um, orchestrated by the Nile because they were they had all these coordinated attacks all over the galaxy that were driving refugees away from their planets um to be taken in by starlight beacon um mm-hmm. so yes we're getting all these people can but it is part of credit where credit is due he's a turd i'm not a sympathizer like maggie she's not here <laughs> on the show to stand up for him uh but mark Rose rose putting together a pretty good plan here in this particular book mm-hmm. that we're talking about uh he definitely had the best plan and he everything came together exactly the way he wanted pretty much. Um, yep. So yeah, all those all those people are there. Uh, we got the, the Adrians. What Pika and Joss Adrian Aiden Adrian yep. are there. Na- um, Nan and Chancey Yarrow. Nan. So yep, with this there. this is another cool um, thing about the High Republic is all these storylines from the different books, the adult novels, the middle grade novels, the the young adult novels, and. And the comics all are converging now in the last wave of this first phase. Not at all. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect way to kind of shut the door on the phase and like move to the next, whatever the next thing is. Although I have yeah. no idea what yeah. that would even yeah. be. Well, and one thing uh, before we move on too mm-hmm. much farther with 
just kind of the synopsis that it did open the very, very, very beginning was um, Elzar Man, who's kind of getting guidance, some kind of like tutelage from Orla Jereni, uh out on this. I can't remember the name of the planet, but they're like on an island and he keeps going out in the ocean and he's doing all this meditation and trying to uh, revive his connection with the Force after the events of the last book where he used the dark side to fight the Nile when they were attacking um, the fair. So uh, I, that's I, the planet I was thinking of the, that's the oceanic. Planet. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yep. And I, right. I really, really liked that Orla Jereni, uh rip. She was so cool. I really, really, really wanted to learn more about her. I still, you know, Star Wars will move in any direction in time and space, so hopefully we do still learn more about her someday. But um, I really liked that opening with her and Elzar, and she was a great mentor mentor to him and to Stellan. And she has a really, really great kind of connection and understanding of the Force that is separate from uh, kind of the dogmatic... Uh, politics of the Jedi Order. She's very like Qui-Gon Jinn, Qui-Gon Jinn slash uh, older Ahsoka in that way. Uh, I really, really liked her and I really liked that that whole beginning sequence with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we we get a little bit, we get the first couple chapters to your point, Kyle, is like Elzar with Orla on this one planet. We get... Um, the vessel crew kind of heading to starlight beacon. Um, we get kind of a couple different characters heading that direction. Um, there's even an encounter, I think with, uh, the vessel crew with Leox, uh, and, and geode and those guys where they encounter the Nihil attacking somebody. Um, and their, their whole goal was basically not, they couldn't out fight them. So their goal was to, Hey, let's disrupt them enough to, um, you know, escape or, or help these people and escape at the same time, which they end up doing. Um, but they all end up back on Starlight Beacon. And we find that uh, already on Starlight Beacon, posing as guests are three individuals who are saboteurs, um, wa- basically doing maintenance on this ship, posing as maintenance workers. Yeah, they threw on a jumpsuit. On the, on the beacon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and they're going around sabotaging systems left and right and planting that seed of destruction mm-hmm. on Starlight Beacon. For days they nobody, were doing this. Yeah, they yeah, took them like four it. days crawling through catwalks and access tunnels. And, um, you know, again, this was part of the Nile plan. They're above uh, this planet, Irem, that is having a humanitarian crisis with their water treatment plant or something of that nature that they're, they're helping. And then also the Nile did all these simultaneous coordinated attacks and drove all these refugees to starlight beacon. So they have everybody's overwhelmed trying to dock everybody and feed everybody and, uh, you you know, take care of all these people who are now scared and homeless and whatever. And, Mm -hmm these three Nile people just snuck in with the crowd and put on their maintenance jumpsuits and started going to work. And, uh, again, their, their plan is going off with, without a hitch. Perfect storm. Yep. 
They're able to slink, yeah. al- slink around and no one thinks anything better of it. I think mm-hmm. that was one of the other books. Maybe. I don't know. Was it Perfect uh, Storm? Wasn't that the name of one of them? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Rising Storm. Rising Storm. Rising there Storm. it was. Okay. Ah! Something. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, and we do get some new, it's not that we don't get new characters in this book too, but we do have predominantly all of the characters that we've seen in all of the High Republic books up to this point. Um, we do get JJ5145, who is a robot who is super annoying. <laughs> Um, to me, like if you listen to the audiobook, which uh, is what I tend to do, um, he sounds like French Stewart in my mind when I hear him talk. Like the version that Mark Thompson does is like French Stewart. Is that the droid. is that the droid that um, uh, Elzar gave to Stellan as kind of yes. like a troll gift? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. He's uh, super annoying and um, very eager to please. Whoever he's working for, hey, he um, ends up being pretty helpful through throughout he the, down the he stretch does. there. Uh, and actually, at the end of the book, you do kind of feel that like a droid has a heart, basically, because he is his tone and his demeanor is very different when um, talking to Stellan about where Elzar is. I think because um, we lose, um, we think we lose, right? Yeah, we think we lose. Didn't we? Do did we? Who, Stellan? No, Stellan's okay. It was Elzar, right? Uh, no, Stellan is very, very much dead. Stellan. He's 100% Stellan's dead. Like, yes. Complete Sorry. dead. Stellan, Stellan's yes. gone. Stellan so he's had the back Messiah with Elzar. Ending. Yeah, and he's telling him about... Yeah, because Stellan went down with the ship, basically. Um, hmm. he uh, There was no real way to do what he needed to do, so he basically steered the, the rest of the thing right into, into the ocean into the ocean so yeah um but yeah we get new characters um i'm trying to think who who else was new in this there was um the three characters um that we had that were the saboteurs um we had uh what's reginald call was in this more often i think i think he was mentioned in the other books but was he actually like there was was that uh coley guy who was the disgruntled uh he was Coley the f- Lynn. former Bine Guild mm-hmm. member. Um, he was a new character in this one. Yes. Um, he he was sort of <laughs> the foil to our, um, our vessel demise. crew. Uh, again, another character that they introduced that was not safe in this book by the end ah, of it. He, was, he meets his demise he by the hands or no hands of Geode. Um, hey, he had it coming though. It, he did. Geode did not attack this man. Geode uh, just deflected the blaster bolt that got mm-hmm. shot at him because he can. Whatever did they say? Magne- no, it's not magnetize. It's something. Yes, it's magnet. You it? had it right. It's magnetize. Can magnetize yep. They can magnetize so. themselves. <laughs> so when he he shoots at him, uh, he was he was confronting Leox and some others, and uh, he shoots at him and. Geo decides I'm just going to magnetize myself and the bullet hits off of him and goes back and ends up killing yeah. Coley Classic Lynn. Deflection. Um, yeah. And then, but the funny part was, was the way that it was written. Uh, the way that Claudia Gray wrote that in there was, she says, Geode was standing over him like a tombstone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, that is just absolute perfect writing and how, like a tombstone. 
you take this character who's just a rock and you can use him in so many different ways. Um, you know, and, and, uh, his character, I think, uh, flourished in this book. Not that he doesn't in every book, but Geode in this book was fantastic. He was amazing. Um, but that, that, uh, we had this little subplot of the bind guild stuff that we got in the other mm-hmm. books. Uh, and then there was also the little subplot with Nan and Chansey Yarrow, um, doing their thing. And p- poor, poor Chansey mm-hmm. Yarrow met a unpleasant demise along with a lot of other people in this book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But hers um, was, hers was much different. She fell at the hands of future Sith Lord, Elzar Man. Elzar? Darth Man? Mm-hmm. Darth Man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Darth Man! <laughs> yeah, Chansey and Nan get sprung by the three saboteurs when they find out that they're on the shit on Starlight Beacon. They spring them out thinking that they're going to help them. Um, well, at this point in, in their life, Nan and Chansey are like, no, we're we're done with the Nihil. We we really want to kind of move on. Well, they were, I mean, they were cool with it until they found out it was a suicide mission. And then they were like, wait a minute. Yeah. We're all like, cool no, I really want to live with mayhem and destruction, but, <laughs> yeah. but I, I don't want to die. I'm trying week. to, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to live <laughs> so, and plunder another day. Right. So they end up, they have celebration uh, tickets. They don't want to, they're yeah, exactly. Those are an investment <laughs> right. at this point. Yeah, they were looking at it like, wait, we got celebration coming up in three months here, man. We can't, we can't do this. Um, so they end up taking care of the the saboteurs. Um, and then they were trying to fix the escape pods when they get crossed by Elzar. No, no, no. And, um, they were not. They already tried the escape pods. That wasn't really working. They got all the way down to like the main. They were access. trying to fix the repulsors. Yes, they were going to turn the that's repulsors it, back it. on. And they almost had it. They took out the three saboteurs yep. and Chansey, who is, uh, she's like MacGyver, right? She's Star Wars MacGyver, yep. pretty much. Science-y, like, problem solver with whatever. Uh, she was yeah. fixing these things. And Elzar Man came in. He's like, oh, no, bad guys doing bad things. Sliced her mm-hmm. right in half. He knew they were, he knew they were Nile. But he didn't realize that they were. He didn't get not the on board with the plan, and he didn't get the subtle not. intricacies of their relationship. No, he's like so, once an owl, always an owl, dead. Yep. What yeah, a that's a very yeah. Jedi way of seeing things too. Yeah, he sliced her in half, and um, uh, that chicken, as they say, is definitely gonna come home to roost because. Elzar was already struggling. He already did dark side stuff last book. He had to start this book in meditation. And now he got his BFF. Well, other than his other BFF that he used to sleep with, but that's different. His best guy BFF got him killed. Steering the ship into the ocean so the people didn't die on Irum or Irum or whatever planet Mm. that is. Uh, yeah. so he's going to feel real sad about himself. Yep. When you, when, um, you, when you said dark side stuff, it made me think of that, that video of that kid. And he's like, I'm just doing hood rat shit with my friends. I'm just doing dark side shit with my friends. <laughs> That's exactly what he was doing. He was like, yeah, I'm just, uh, I just like doing dark side stuff with my friends. I don't know. 
Um, yeah, he was uh, he was not in a good place when he encountered those two, and clearly was pissed at that point. Um, but at this point, he's known that a lot of Jedi have died. Yeah, I mean, um, I get it. I they're, that's the frustrating they're, part for him, and his like his friends are dying. Their forceness isn't really working because that yeah. leveler is cruising around, so they can't use the force. And he knows that they they've at this point they've realized that they've like sabotaged this whole starlight beacon, and he just sees more people messing with uh you know control panels, and he's like, nope, no more. I've had enough. Well, and they're mm-hmm. all. Not only is the leveler messing with their force ability, it's also like making them act in ways that aren't normal to their like. Mm-hmm. I, the I think we see it a little uh, uh, with a couple of different people, but we see it the most. I think was with Stellan, where he's like getting mad at Avar because of like can't remember what it was, but it was like. And then he gets away a little bit. He's like, oh, that was dumb. Like, why were we yelling at each other? Like, I don't, mm-hmm. you know. And, and we see that happen with he's like prideful and he's afraid and all these like weird things that aren't really normal for him. I think it's like when they're, when they can't tap into the force, not only do they become like regular people, but they're regular people who aren't used to dealing with these like regular emotions that people have so they like lash out and they're crazy because they're not in their like centered uh in touch state you know what i mean so they don't know how to handle those flare-ups that everybody gets Mm -hmm. yeah they were Um, they were a mess the the jedi this whole this whole time oh yeah um so we've lost what did we lose in this we lost orla regald cole nib Nib. orla jarini yeah reginald call potentially buriaga that was different though that was not by the by the leveler and then indira stokes she has a close call she's in like a coma Mm -hmm. yep um and then uh stellan and then stellan died uh steering the ship he he had to stay in there and keep like pushing the repulsors. So the starlight beacon crashed into the ocean and killed like thousands of people instead of billions of people or something like that. Yeah. Yep. Trying to minimize. I think they figured there was going to be some kind of tsunami or tidal wave that would eventually hit the closest city that yeah, was there. Was but it would be stuff, but it was a minimal, much better than um, the alternative. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, they managed to get a lot of the other people out. You know, uh, what Avar and her people showed up, and they managed, and um, they managed to get in. That's elaborated on in the comics, I think. Right? Do they go into that in the comics? They go into it somewhere. I haven't caught up on the comics yet, but I know they and, were docked on the top part of the ship, yep. which was separate from the bottom or Starlight Beacon, generally. And when it it's true. separated, that's how they do the tops and bottoms. Yeah, when it separated, that's where. Um, yeah, they couldn't get to each other. They couldn't get to each other, and so he didn't even know if she was alive. And then we find out at the end, and they meet in the city or whatever. Um, yeah. towards the end, so she's alive. Bell found a way to get um, the the people to dock onto the the whatever hospital bay, uh, sick bay up on the top part, and evacuate those people and. And uh, Leox and the vessel crew blew a hole in the in the hangar, and all the refugees in their ships were able to get out, and um, all the Jedi died except for a couple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's um, 
And then all the while, while this is going on, the, the other main storyline is that with Mark, Marcian Rowe or Marcian Rowe, right? And his kind of, him and who, Thea Fair, and she's kind of playing both sides because she's, uh, she's realizing there. she's in she's, way over her head at this point. Yeah, Markion's going a little crazy. He takes the gaze electric and says, no more Nihil on board, no more backstabbing, no more anything. I'm just using droids. So Mark, he yeah. he brings in these like murderous, I don't even, mur- some kind of weird pale blue murderous droids, one of them named Carnine, K-A-R-9, mm-hmm. who is like a, uh, for lack of a better term, a royal guard for him. I guess, and uh, yeah, he's got is, his one like humanoid servant girl, and mm-hmm. then this senator, and then it's all droids, and that's it. And uh, he's going a little crazy here. He's um, he he shows up to watch Starlight Beacon fall in the Gaze Electric because all these ships they put out a call for all these ships to come and help even though there's nothing that these other ships can do. So he shows up with Gaze Electric and basically says, look, if any other Nihil show up, I'm going to shoot them. And at this point, he's like, no, I'm done. I'm not. It's not about the Nihil anymore. I'm doing this like on my own to make the Jedi look bad. And to like, it's, it's now I am all of this. He's, he's turned into Palpatine at this point. It's just about him. I don't think he's gone crazy. I think he's. Uh, I think his plan is coming uh, to fruition. I think this is yeah. just what he's been working towards, and it's uh, coming to a head. I think. I think he's very much in control right now. Do you think if there wasn't as much backstabbing within the Nihil, if they were just obedient and? and- listened to him in the first place that he would have made that move to go with the droids and just said look i know my people are loyal to me so we're good with what we got i'm not sure he ever the one adjustment he made to go to the droids but i don't think he ever really trusted them because he knew i mean he, he knew that they're in the end all all out for themselves well that's the thing yeah. i i think he made an effort to keep them at each other's throats. Uh, I think it was probably, it it was probably safer for him to have them fighting each other all the time, which they were, they were like killing each other and backstabbing each other and lying to each other all the time. Um, and taking each other out and keeping each other weak rather than trying to keep them loyal because they're not going to be you know what i mean these are untrustworthy Mm -hmm. like kind of people living on the fringes people who want to be like on the outskirts and just steal and kill and whatever and so he used that to his advantage like keep them fighting each other and fighting amongst themselves and it's easy for me to keep manipulating them yeah what um what was your take on and I, I kind of want to pick your brains on this because Stellan had some very interesting takes throughout this whole book, not just on the Nihil but other Jedi as well. Like we talked about a little bit earlier, the differences between him and Orla. Right? He um, there's a line in there I think where Orla basically calls him out and says um, he where she he basically feels that Orla he doesn't like the Wayseekers because she doesn't walk the line 
um, in his eyes of, of what a Jedi should be. But at the same time, Orla goes, well, you don't, you view the Jedi order and the force as the same thing. Um, and then I made, they make a comment like, oh, well, we respect your, it was just funny because they go, oh, different opinions, but they respect each other. And it was still kind of like, yeah, I think it was like Orla walking away was like, yeah, I respect you too. Hmm. <laughs> like as they're walking away. And I, I thought it was just a kind of a, a great point for Star Wars fans because we have different opinions on everything in Star Wars. Right. Um, but it's two very different opinions on how a Jedi should be and how they should communicate with the force. And I think we see Stellan changed by the end of the book, but I wanted to pick your brain on this and not only this, but the Nihil as well, because he basically calls the Nihil stupid and said they weren't, they were not smart enough to orchestrate something like this. And that's why he, in the beginning, he didn't think it was the Nihil. Well, that's Jedi hubris right there for you. Like we're, we're so much better than these people and we have designed this amazing technological marvel and we uh, are beacons of the light and we are in touch with the force and no one could ever trick us and they could never pull off. And he was 100% wrong. And that's like, you know, the Jedi keep kind of always making that same mistake over and over. So, And that's, that's Orla's like whole point is like you're <laughs> the force and the Jedi are two different things. Like the force exists without the Jedi. The Jedi are a religion and the force is this all encompassing universal power, you know? And so following the rules of a religion don't have really anything to do with that force. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm a, I a hundred percent agree with, Orla. And like I said, I think that's how Qui-Gon looked at things. And I think that's where Ahsoka gets to. Um, yeah. And the, that's the, the mistake that the Jedi continue to make over and over and over and over. And they think the Jedi are the force and the light side is the Jedi and that those are the same thing. And it's not. Um, mm-hmm. And that's a mistake that they make. Um, what, um, did you guys have any favorite parts in this book? Any favorite lines or quotes that you guys, uh, that one you just read was like one of my oh, the, very the conversation. favorites. Yeah. I really liked yeah. that. Yeah. It was good. Josh. All the geo stuff was top notch. Mm-hmm. I mean, geos mm-hmm. geode stuff. I, uh, Claudia Gray does a great job of, and I, it, uh, it, at no point did it ever feel like, okay, come on. Like i I feel like it was just, it, it was always executed well and it just kind of it fits that uh star wars thing where they're able to time the comic relief perfectly and mm-hmm. not take away from this terrible book uh not terrible book but all the terrible things yeah. happening in this terrible book. events <laughs> like, wait, of the what? book <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> i was like the book was fantastic and there's there's got to be people out there that hate on the geode stuff because there's just star wars fans that hate joy but like Mm -hmm. i love it i'm with you josh it works every single time and i know they're gonna do like a what essentially is a dad joke about a rock like every time and it it works every single time it's always funny it's always like earnest it it works i don't know i can't explain it claudia wrote in this little part um when we first meet coley lynn um, shortly after that, and he's having a conversation with Leox 
Um, and Leox is talking to him and, and Coley kind of pokes fun at Geode for a minute there. And, and Leox comes to his defense and says, uh, Geode is an individual with a rich and vibrant personality, though those with limited perception often fail to see it. I felt like she put that in there directly going, those people that hate on Geode, you're they missing the point. It. You don't get it. There was um, also and I thought a, that was spot on. There was also a gag in there about Geode being a ladies' man because one of the yes. uh, oh yeah he He's, was talking to Picka Adrian yeah because yeah, their right. their neighbors were uh, you know, like a married couple and she was worried mm-hmm. that uh, that Geode was cuddling up to the to the wife too much. Um, but uh, uh, Leox tells him uh, Geode only dates in species, and then he kind of laughs about it, and then he goes, "Oh, Geode's on the prowl again." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, it's so good. The Geode stuff is so good. Geode rocks. I don't know what else to say. Um yeah, it's He's solid. <laughs> yes. Um yeah, and then uh, Pretty hard know, to putting beat. in something uh putting in something that we uh kind of taught like that we've seen before, right? We saw it in um in uh, Force Awakens, the Rathars. I thought was a really nice touch cuz here's yeah. a, a creature or a be- a, a a large creature uh, that's quite vicious. I think you call it a beast. It's a beast. A beast that is uh, loose on this ship, and, and everybody understands the kind of havoc that these things can can cause. Um, and what, what is, I forget who said it. Somebody says somebody. It may have been. Uh, it may have been Loden at one point says something about the Rathars. Definitely wasn't Loden. He's, he, or not loading, I'm sorry. Um, calls them jerks or something like that. He's a husk. He said, no one likes Rathars, they're jerks. Um, was it Bell? Is that a fart? Oh, here it is. He said, uh, uh, no, it's Pika. Pika said, uh, Rathars are enormous tentacle jerks. Sounds about right. <laughs> Which is about right. I mean, yeah. they're, that's, um, that's pretty much what they are. So uh, it was nice to see them uh, in this, well, not see them, but hear about them in this book. Um, but lots of good stuff um in this in this novel lots of good quotes um lots of good dialogue and conversation i think the first conversation that um stellan has with nan and uh chancy when they're first in prison was pretty interesting um you know he's kind of just messing with them a little bit and he finds out a lot more information just by being kind of coy even though they're not part of the Nihil at that point anymore or trying to pretend not to be, but he did get some information out of him. So, um, and then there was some, a lot of good, Le- uh, Leox quotes. One of his was, um, traveling, traveling without a plan is one of the best things in life, which, you know, yeah, he's a man after my own heart. Not, I could, I could be best friends wrong. with Leox. Yeah. He had, Leox had a bunch of good quotes in here. And again, what you brought up in the beginning, Kyle, the man uses a parachute at one point, mm-hmm. Uh, he uses a sextant to navigate at one point um, just by star well, alignment and the, the, and uses a parachute is an undersell because he climbs on to the outside of a blast door on this space station that is crashing to a planet's surface. He releases it so all of the ships can get out and then jumps off and parachutes down to the planet's surface. That's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I think um, there was one bit of conversation in here where I think it was Bell 
was talking to, oh, I forget who were, they were talking about collections of names of animals and like the actual, like, talking to Orla Drenny about things. that. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, it was a grove of Wookiees, a tinker of droids, a bulge of huts, fitting illumination bulge. of Jedi. And then the, they called it a remorse of wrath tars. Yeah, because if you run into more than one, you'll be remorseful. That's the whole thing. Yes. Uh, yeah, so you had that little bit in there, which was fantastic. Um, but yeah, I, I just, it, it was such a good book. And it is, it, what, it's the end of, oh, we've mentioned this before. It's the end of part one of three, I don't This is the <laughs> first <laughs> book in the last wave three. of the first phase. There you go. Yep. Wave. This is wave three of phase one. Phase one, light of the Jedi. Wave three, yep. and then our next mm-hmm. wave, our next phase, quest of the Jedi starts on October fourth. Great, and that's going to be the prequel. And do you guys think that we're going to get um, some history on this leveler? Because in the first couple novels, we had. Um, Markeon Rowe going around and picking up these ancient artifacts to get this weapon. So maybe this hundred years or whatever before these books, are we going to learn some more about this leveler thing? God, I hope so. I hope so as well. But you know what we are going to learn about? What? Mm. In Wave One, they have a, a Charles Sewell untitled. Porter Angle comic series on the Ooh, list. Look at that. Hell okay. yeah. Okay. Okay. I could get behind that. He's a uh, Porter Angle is the with the grizzled old dude. The blade well, of the blade of Bardota. The blade of Bardota. Yeah. yeah he's, super dope. Uh, he's super cool. Um, Did he die? Had more of him in, or he just hasn't no. turned up in a couple books. I don't think he's, he's just been in making a stews or whatever he does somewhere. He's like a cook now. He's doing chef stuff. He retired as the that? blade of Bardota. Um, what was that? It was like uh, what was that Steven Seagal movie from back in the day on the ship where he's the cook in the, <laughs> I don't know. In the on the navy boat? Um, I don't know about that one. I think Gary Busey was like the bad guy in that. Jeez. Um, but yeah, he's yeah. It, we haven't had much from him. We haven't had anything from Yoda. Well, they're they're really. they're doing something with Yoda because they're like that's oh, a plot point they yeah. keep bringing up. Like, our our he's off doing things. Our blade of whatever guy he's uh he's just not been well, in the story. Yoda, like mm-hmm. yeah, and intentionally yep. removed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They 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 yeah. sent him off. They wrote him out because they needed to be like, oh, it's only two hundred years, so obviously Yoda's around. Mm-hmm. But we need him to be like off on a vision quest, so that way he's not like a main character. I think there is going to be some kind of payoff when he comes back. Oh though. yeah, like he's no, obviously totally. doing something right now. He's not just mm-hmm. dilly dallying about. Although yeah. maybe some dilly of that dally. too. Might be doing some dilly dallying. He is Yoda. Port Angle does not have a death date on Wikipedia. Okay. Okay. Because he's super, super old, too, isn't he? Not like Yoda, maybe, but he's, like, real old. He was born in 532 BBY. So he's He's a couple hundred years old then, right? Yeah. 
And he's not a, he wasn't a way seeker like Orla, but he got to the point where he was like retired Jedi and can pretty much do what he wants to do or whatever. Like he can take on whatever role. Well, I think that's he feels he needs to at that point. Yeah. Well, I isn't that, that was a the first part of was. being what a master is? Cause that mm. was, um, that was Elzar's thing too, is once he becomes a master, he can kind of do his own research and experiments and things. And, but he, he had to, I think basically he hacked a bunch of people up with his lightsaber and didn't want to do that anymore. So now he cooks soups. Yeah. yeah. He's 301 yeah. at the time Whew. of the rising storm, which is the last thing we've seen him in. Is that his peak? Just hit. No, that's prime. just the last. High, that's the newest in the timeline. High Republic book. He's in. He's in his prime right now. Yeah. 301. Yeah. That's when they really hit their stride. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, got a big, he's got a big gray beard I don't know <laughs> um, but yeah so we've in this first wave we've had tons of characters introduced tons of characters killed mm. we're gonna go wave two we're moving to like a prequel of the High Republic here and then I'm assuming that well we've wave still got two books left in, in this wave do we not yeah uh Who's next? Daniels is out, right? That yeah. was the new one that We're dropped. So reading um, that, and then there will be the YA one, right? Yeah, but I don't know. Or if the those are middle still grade in. one. I mean, are those like yeah, for sure? Just at the same time of this, or are they after this? I don't know. Well, it's it's three trilogies. The, so we've got the the first three are the whole f- adult trilogy is out. The whole. YA trilogy is out. We haven't covered the last one yet. And then the last uh, middle grade novel still has to come out. Yeah. Yeah. So we have Midnight Horizon, which is already out. That's a YA. Mm -hmm. Um, And then several comics, obviously. Sure. The comics Um, are ongoing. And then, um, where's it at? What, Which? Wait, how are the they? Other, uh, mission. Oh, Mission to Disaster. The junior novel is already out. Too. Did you say it is already out? Yeah. Oh, I haven't picked that up yet. Where's the middle stuff. grade book, though? I don't know. Somewhere out there. Um. Somewhere out there. Um. No one asked for that. I know. I. I I saw that movie in the theater a hundred years ago. Yep, it's American Tale. Yep. Um, is that Fivel? Yep, Fivel. Uh, where the streets are paved with cheese, man. The American Dream. Uh, so I was going to say cheese. something and I forgot it. Oh, do you think what are they going to do with the comics once this first phase of um, High Republic novels is done? Are they going to keep going with those ongoing titles? Or are they going to end them and do new titles that line up with the books? What do you think? Well, right now, all they have announced comics-wise uh, for Phase 2 is that Porter, Ang- Porter Angle comic. Uh, so, are, th- are the current High Republic and High Republic Adventures titles going to continue on after this phase is over that i'm not sure don't know 
be interesting to to because you could have standalone adventures i would think in the comic series it's just you have to be very careful where you i mean they could continue all those stories if they wanted i just yeah i don't know what the plan is Oh, I lied. Hold on. So no. So there is. Um, I, I'm. I'm guessing from the way. I'm, I don't know this for sure, but I'm guessing from the way it's formatted that uh, High Republic is getting a the High Republic comics getting like a soft relaunch. Okay. Uh, with uh, Kevin Scott writing it to line and, up with um, that new timeline. I'm sure. Right, and then uh, there is a Star Wars: The High Republic Quest of the Jedi, which is also the name of the phase uh, that comic series is being written by. Uh, oh, being written by Claudia Gray, and will be published on Dark Horse Comics. Oh, Dark Horse! Ooh. Look at that, getting back in the Star Wars comic game. Uh, that yeah, I did see that a couple weeks ago that they were back in, but I didn't realize they were going to be doing the High Republic stuff. Well, all of those um, High nice. Republic Adventures characters are in that Daniel Jose Older novel that we're all reading right now that I keep blanking on the name of. Mm. So High Republic Adventures is going to is is uh, is la- the number thirteen. It- which is the last, uh, the one that's coming out later this or this week, literally coming up. Um, it's labeled as the last one, the final issue of that series. Okay, yeah. So those are coming to an end then, for now. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> um, do you guys have anything else on Fallen Star? Uh, anything else you want to add? I th- there's a lot we didn't cover. Uh, I mean, there was so much going on in this book but uh it was good i really really enjoyed it like i said i i read it pretty quick i was i couldn't put it down i wanted to know what was happening to these people next it was heartbreaking um i liked it i recommend we i mean we're all about the high republic here so i'm recommend it if you're not on the high republic already yeah i'm just real. i same uh i'm just really wondering where it goes next and it appears to me that there's more than one leveler yeah i'm under the impression there's multiple as well yeah so that's and, and we still have no idea what it what is how it works are, any of that is, stuff how it works yeah. although it, it seems as we've confirmed that it's like a beast of some sort it is something kind of. that can move around on a ship or because i think something. that was when when orla first gets into the hangar doesn't she see something up on the boxes like some kind of breath yeah, people see stuff yeah. moving around out of the corner of their eye and things like that. And remember yeah. uh, when either Elzar or Stellan is going down to the bottom of the ship. I think Elzar, he sees it moving around between mm-hmm. two of the levels. So it has yeah. some kind of visual to it. Some kind of mass, some kind of living entity. So TBD on what it is though so hopefully we get that in the prequels as far as what it is but um yeah we got a lot of high republic coming up yeah. we love talking about it on this show uh good reads this uh, this reads fast i thought the action was fast um i didn't feel like i got hung up on a bunch of dialogue but the dialogue that was there in some of these conversations was was really really good um but it reads fast um and you get caught up in the action as far as what's going on so um I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. So uh, I'm going to play this one more time because and I, I just love hearing it. Wow, man. <laughs> yeah, hey, I got high 
Man, do you think Kevin and and uh, Daniel listen in and they're like, man, I love when they bump that High Republic bit. Oh, I'm like, sure they do. We're going to have to <laughs> have that on a loop uh, we do at have, Celebration. We do, great, we do have great interviews with them. Go back and check those out. Man, you can find them on feed. YouTube. So um, really, really good interviews with both of those authors. Hopefully we can get a couple more of them on at some point and check them out. So Yeah, there's a right. couple High Republic authors we have not had yet, right? Or is there only one? Right. We haven't had uh, Justina Ireland or mm-hmm. Claudia Gray. I have to get them all. But we would. Or Charles. If, or, oh, Charles. or Charles, yeah. Or Charles, yeah. Super sick. He's so, very we'll nice see. when I met him. Okay. They were all at Disney Humble brag, something name. this past weekend, I think. I think they were doing some kind of workshop down there, so it'll be interesting to see what comes out of that. But um, yeah, well, let's, uh, let's wrap it up and uh, <laughs> head out of here. Yeah. That's a wrap on High Republic Fallen Star, written by Claudia Gray. Go pick it up at your local bookstore, your local comics shop, uh, wherever you get your books from, audiobooks, whatever. Uh, It's a good read. Go check it out. (laughs) Celebration, 13 weeks away. Hopefully we get some more news on that coming out. Um, You can find us anywhere on the social medias. We'll get a a little poll up and see what you guys might like for some Celebration merch. Uh, What what you're thinking. If you tell me like an Outer Rim rim Beacon themed car, I'm going to go no. No. But, uh, you know... Pins, patches, something small. Sure. Fine. Stickers. You collect thimbles, maybe. Spoons. I don't know. Whatever people no collect way we nowadays could get, when they travel. No way we could get spoons <laughs> manufactured in time. Yeah, probably not. But it's just a regular spoon. We slap a sticker on it. I'm... <laughs> I'd be interested in seeing what the other is for people if that we put that up as an option. Like, hey, what other stuff do you want to see? Water and beacon condoms coming to you yeah. at celebration. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, anyway, you can find us anywhere on social media, Outer and Beacon, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can email us, outerandbeacon at gmail.com. My name is Justin. You can find me on Twitter at I am the Bendu. Where are they going to find you guys at? This is Josh, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Battle of Tanag. This is Kyle, and I am KB underscore legend on social media. All right, y'all. Have a great week. Um, stay safe. Do something Star Wars-y. I'm over here 3D printing Star Wars crap left and right. Yeah. It's a fun little toy I picked up. It's very interesting. So um, Kyle's been getting like mm-hmm. crazy technology tech questions on 3D printing for me. Anyway, go have fun. Uh, as always, may the Force be with you. We're all the Republic. For light and for life. Light and life. Ah. <laughs> Take care, y'all. Bye.